1: good evening it's Sunday uh, July the 18th 1971 and this is totally wild on fresh FM uh, you have traveled back in time just you know, just don't mm. confuse people yeah just to explore the music of this
2: era and yeah you'll be immersed in this very year where events are currently happening
1: yes mm. yeah that was can and mushroom from the album uh, Tiger Mago. Uh, i I've always wondered about you know magic mushrooms magic mushrooms you know the things that people take don't they it's not y- a cooking ingredient. No, it's a it's a hallucinogenic drug. Oh, <laughs> you know, or magic mushrooms. Yeah, no, I know what magic, I mean, magic, magic know. mushrooms I'm not are. Yeah. I am not going to ask you on air whether you've ever taken them or anything, or whether you know anyone or, or anything I like that. It, yeah. uh, but, but uh, I, I uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how. How do you know which ones to pick if you are out in the woods, or in the forest, or in the meadow, or wherever. Um, well, I think you. Do you know? Do you know how which ones to pick? Uh, yeah, I believe that you, do.
2: you identify mushrooms by um, how they look, the colours that are on the mushrooms, and the patterns. Right. And there are certain mushrooms that make you hallucin- um, uh, hallucinate. Yeah. Yes. And they just grow so, in the wild. So, you, so yeah. you've got to like study mushroom. Yeah, you've got to study mushrooms and uh, that area of. Um, is that, is, do you get a book on it or
1: something, or just look online? I guess like what to look for for a magic mushroom. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm certain, yeah. Because I wouldn't trust people if they said, no, that one's good. Well, it's like how... Yeah, um, be like, really? I think heroin has grown from poppy seeds. Yeah, oh, sure, sure. Yeah. It's all It's all natural. I mean, there's nothing... It has a natural origin. Yeah. Well, there's, there's nothing in that mushroom that anyone... There's no, no human to put any kind of chemicals in it, have they? Yeah, so yeah. Can, it's, it, like a, it's not like meth. No, it's an organic, oh, organic experience, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And why don't the mushrooms I get from New World give me hallucinations? I've, yes if this mushrooms is on toast <laughs> 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 mm. well maybe they do Oh, uh, I don't realise could you eat that I know they have um, can I eat mushrooms of course
2: well I mean, no 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 like you have weed cook. you have like weed foods where they um, put uh, like marijuana cannabis and stuff. yeah yeah, yeah. The, the the ingredients I wonder if you could do the same with magic mushrooms yeah what do you mean cook
1: them and put them on toast yeah of course mm. but you won't want too many I guess because I, I don't know what strengths and stuff yeah We'd have to learn more, and not through experimentation. Were, were Jack. you thinking about this?
2: <coughs> is this related to Can at all? Because well, the song's called Mushroom. Oh, okay, I see. That's all. Mm. And I started thinking. about well, I honestly mu- couldn't think how to make that ty- type of music without listening to some sort of. Well, I could imagine they would. Were well, on drugs, Can?
1: They would what? I Take could drugs. imagine the members of Can were on drugs when they make. Yeah, music yeah they, they, they were. They were good. That, that's they? strange. Yeah. Yeah, and they were, They were experimenting with different types of music. Mm. No, I just saw the word mushroom and I, I, then I thought of mushroom on toast, because I'm a bit peckish, and then I got a thought about magic mushrooms, that was all.
2: Okay, so it goes mushroom, m- mushrooms on toast and then magic mushrooms, so you think about yeah the breakfast food more. Linear think,
1: on, yeah, n- night moves thinking it's called, mm, okay. kind of like a night move in chess, you I kind see. of go one way and then completely off the other <laughs> other direction. Yes, That's how our brains work, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Mm. Anything? Tell us about 1971, Jack, anything interesting to tell us? Um...
2: Coco well, Chanel has just died. Sorry who Coco Chanel has just died? Coco Chanel She so is a famous uh, fashion designer yeah she French, dies at French French yes um, dies at 87 uh, she happens to pioneer a lot of the, lot of the clothes that are used um, after the World War I mm. and um, she becomes famous as, as famous as a, as, a, as, a, as a designer. Chanel becomes a global brand under her leadership, but uh, there's some complications in her own life because she also was a Nazi spy. Was she?
1: Yeah, cool. No, that's not. That's not. She, no, she she spied for the Nazis. Yes, oh, she no, spied not, for not, the Nazis. I, di- I didn't say cool. I just meant. I thought. <laughs> I thought. I thought she was going to be like a French resistance spy. Uh, no, you know, spying no, on, on the Nazis.
2: No, she was spying for the Nazis. Oh, she was a Nazi. Not on the Nazis.
1: Ah. Mm. And that yeah. was revealed after she died, or during? That
2: was revealed after she died. Nobody knew the full extent of her involvement with the Nazis, but. It was it was actually quite extensive, but unf- but fortunately for her, she was also a personal friend of um, another
1: powerful person. Who was that? Winston Churchill, before he became prime minister. Churchill and Coco Chanel were, were friends. Yeah, and then she was a Nazi spy. But not um, at the while same they time. Were, well, not while they be, um, began
2: their friendship, and then she um, she had Nazi started. M- she had Nazi kind of sympathies, though, didn't
1: she? Uh, yeah.
2: yeah uh, but um, Churchill ends up um, protecting her from being prosecuted, and right. then she's able to have a brand and um, reputation sort of saved and sort of mm. spared. Which um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. But uh, well,
1: brand, her happened. brand, her brand has done very well, hasn't it? Really? Uh, yes. I- if she was yeah.
2: exposed as a Nazi spy, her brand would have been instantly destroyed, and Chanel would not be a global brand.
1: Yeah. Hmm. i don't I don't buy perfume, you know but if i if i did i'd probably i would think twice about getting that Chanel number no. six on the the you know mm-hmm. for men if they make such a thing but they actually don't, they don't the probably. famous brand like drinking that drinking fanta as well you know that's kind of the like
2: famous brand that um, made weird. her one of the world's- w- richest women was actually called uh the Chanel number no. five was it that's the perfume that did i just say that was in f uh did I say number famous six? around the world.
1: you said number six
2: it's actually <laughs> number five
1: is <laughs> it <laughs> yeah shows what i know. Oh, thank you. I'd, I'd like to know more about Coco Chanel and her Nazi spying. Okay. But you haven't got anything, You haven't got any more information, have you? No, I didn't go that deep into it. No, but that's quite fascinating, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, people did what they what they needed to do during World War II, I think she didn't need that's to spy for the Nazis. Well, I don't know. Maybe she she, did. she actively sympathised for the. Right. Uh, yeah. You sure of that? I know that much. Yeah. You know that much. All right. Well, thank you, Jack. Uh, this is Jeff Hotel. <laughs> Jethro Tull and Cross-eyed Mary from their album Al- Aqualung. I used to hate Jethro Tull. Okay. When I was like sixteen and seventeen, and why did you hate for them? Well, I didn't know them, so I didn't really hate them as people, but just ah. the 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 look, the music, the general kind of long-haired flute-playing kind of stuff, really.
2: Long-haired flute playing.
1: Yeah, I mean, now I really like it because mm-hmm. I'm old now. But um, yeah, you know, it was a kind of punk rock, punk rock kind of prejudice that you had. You know, in, you know, you just yeah. kind of look back and thought, well, these, all these aging kind of dinosaur rock people, you know. Yeah. I never liked Led Zeppelin either. I mean, you know, it's mm-hmm. a terrible thing to say, isn't it? Mm. Yeah.
2: Oh, I and mean, yeah. It's yeah. No, well, I mean, Anyway, there's certain reasons I think you can plead for being, for not liking Led Zeppelin, but saying you're, oh, I'm, I don't like Led Zeppelin because
1: I'm a punk is so a pretty puny. And um, yeah, you know, reason. Yeah. It was. It was punitive. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, th- I, th- I think it was just like a, a, in in school. they were just like there were, you know, people like you know, like the music I liked. And you, the, you did like, like
2: the fans of Jethro Tull
1: they were long haired people who liked Jethro Tull John Martin, Led Zeppelin, that yeah. kind of stuff. And but they weren't your friends. No, they weren't. No.
2: And then your friends were liked punk. Yeah, probably. Okay, so this is just completely tribalistic.
1: Yeah. Tell us more about 1971, Jack. well other—have you got any other Nazi spy stories? Because I like that one.
2: Uh, I don't have anything um, about that, but um, I uh, can tell you that the that um, the People's Republic of China have now been admitted into the United Nations, ah. which uh, is bad news for the Republic of China. Right. So, People's Republic of uh, and then Republic. What's the difference? Okay. So, the People's Republic of China is. The massive mainland China that we I was to ask that, that question, and now you are, you're answering it. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Mainland um, people's the People's Republic of China is um, the Communist Party of China. Yes. Uh, mainland China, the you know one billion population China, um, but then the pre- Republic of China is confined to the small island of Taiwan, um. and they are a completely different government, but uh, the su- the war between these two governments have has not ended. And the Republic of China still, they claim, to mainland China. So that's the very delicate sort of political uh, situation between those two com- um, governments, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I say countries, but yes, they're, they're two countries. And um, the Republic of China has steadily gotten less recognition from other countries in favor, um, because other countries just want to trade with mainland China, with mm. a massive market. Mm. And they are also, you know... Um, so the, they, they the bigger government and they have more people, so yeah. they have the more legitimate claim, far more legitimate claim to uh mainland china but uh yeah yeah, so that was that was bad obviously uh, and not necessarily kind bad. of still going on isn't it? it's not necessarily bad if um uh I think if the People's Republic of China becomes more um humane as a country and as a nation um but uh when it comes to achieving democracy, I mean the, the Republic of China. They, at the time in 1971, they were a um, totalitarian state. Yeah, they had no democracy. No. they had no free market, and they um, uh, they held people, you know, in prison without um, any reasons. But uh, come the 90s, they suddenly do a huge reversal, and they end up becoming a modern country with. Um,
1: in uh, a thriving industry mm. sorry i just hit the desk yes, yes. Um, i taiwan your, in your anger your rage at china uh no i was no. actually
2: sweeping my hands trying to you know <laughs> express this and try to <laughs> you know non talk about this yeah, yeah. <laughs> non-verbal hmm. help yeah ticks to help me yes um but yeah taiwan was industrializing and um they're now a modern nation and they're very very f- healthy yeah i think but um yeah, well. um as China as mainland China got admitted to the United Nations, it led to the um sort of the the um I guess ignoring of Taiwan mm-hmm. yeah. by by other countries. By other countries, yeah, yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Jack. Uh this is uh Carol King. Mm.
0: is changing or maybe we've just stopped
1: green and tired of being alone before that carol king and it's too late uh so we've talked about coco chanel and and nazi germany um Mm -hmm. switzerland just there's a link there yeah oh oh, yes (laughs) kind of
2: oh i think they just stayed neutral to honestly they kind of turned a blind eye oh but then they turned a blind eye to the nazi wealth that was poured into their banks yeah uh so switzerland um, let's, let's not let's not bag everyone who's, you know. well let's let, keep let, bagging on Switzerland actually. No, 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 you know, no, no, let's no. do that actually <laughs> because they were the last republic in Western Europe to grant women the vote. Were they?
1: Yeah. Oh wow. 1971.
2: Yep, 1971, that's which like, is um, quite late like, for a Western uh, European country. Uh but I think there's actually a reason for this because of the way was like, Switzerland like New Zealand Zealand was like
1: when was New Zealand? It was like, you know, Uh, 1901 yeah before that actually 70 years later switzerland think ah should we let women vote on their government yeah and there's a reason for that you think uh i'm not sure if it's a i don't don't think it's an acceptable reason it's not it's it's a reason but not a good reason acceptable reason uh
2: well how do i put this um switzerland is very much the (laughs) true embodiment of a federation as a country. Yes. Uh, they are comprised of, I think, 18 cantons, yes. which are these sort of states, yep. that very much yep. like the United States, actually, Yes, that all have their own separate identities and their own separate sort of um, uh, laws. Yeah. And they have completely different laws between yes. all of the cantons. Yes. And they have a lot of freedoms. Yes.
1: And, um, it's, and it's a trili- trilingual country. So yes. They speak Italian, French and German. Yes. I think. Mm, yes. Or maybe
2: Italian, French and German. Yes. yes.
1: And... Um, Depending on which
2: canton well, you live in, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and you know some cantons will be more free, some cantons will be less free, yeah. and there were some cantons that allowed women to vote, but on the federal level, as the uh, okay. you know the as, as a complete
1: country, as the complete yeah. countries, yeah,
2: uh, they um, hadn't implemented the for, um, you know rule for women to vote yet, the law, yeah. and um, perhaps that's why it took so long because um, America has the same sort of problem when it comes to implementing stuff at the federal level; they often. Uh, do it quite slowly and well, well depending on the issues I think at hand actually because there are some issues that get um, extremely um, they get voted on immediately in the US Congress uh, and they're really fast on it um, if it's something that protects their own interests but um, when it comes to certain uh, laws pertaining to society mm-hmm. I think uh, federal federations can be quite slow when it comes to um, getting Everyone on board to vote for certain laws.
1: Yeah, th- I think you're right. That there's, that's a drawback to a federated uh, state, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, thank you, Jack. Uh, this is especially for Switzerland, then. Uh, this is funkadelic and super stupid. <coughs> Funkadelic and super stupid. I'm not quite sure where they're going to come back in with some kind of guitar solo in a minute, but mm-hmm. I think they've stopped. Um, I shouldn't have played that for Switzerland, really. I mean, every country has its history, stupidities, doesn't? history, and it's the shame and burdens that yeah. they, they carry. You know, you know. Um, my every ca- country my, my has my country also
2: made. I've heard the table again. Sorry. Oh uh, yeah, every country has. We should sit you away eat. from the table, maybe like in a like a special. Yeah.
1: Perhaps. Place where you can't hit the table. This has it's only fine, it doesn't matter. The
2: show it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't usually happen. It doesn't matter, who cares? Okay. Who cares? Right. Uh talking about um another thing that perhaps was a bit stupid, uh <coughs> nuclear testing. And America was uh. doing a lot of it. Um in the seventies they were doing still nu- doing nuclear yes. tests. Not as much as I think they were initially in like the nineteen thirties and forties, but they were still, um, well, fifties. Y- you know, they're still mm. arming, yeah. And uh, well, n- nuclear pr- proliferation is a problem, isn't it? Yeah, they, they were trying to stop it, and it, to an extent, the, the non-nuclear non-proliferation treaty did halt it a bit, but uh, it's still happening, and it's happening. Or they've just planned a test on Amchitka Island in the Alaskan um, archipelago. Yes. Um, if you look at Alaska, there's like this chain of islands that go. Away from Alaska, and they're testing nuclear bombs there. Yeah, quite close to Russia. Mm-hmm. And then these two people who um, actually lived in New Zealand for a little while, uh, Irving and Dorothy Stowe, decide they want to do something about it because they are committed environmentalists. Yeah. So they get a boat called the, um, I think it's called the Phyllis, something the something the Phyllis something. Uh, and then they bring these other two, this other couple called Jim and Mary Bolin, and they rename the boat Greenpeace. And then they. No. S- Sail, at least they planned to sail to Amchitka Island. Really? From they're just uh, going to
1: drop a bomb there. Well, not yeah. Well,
2: they, they're going to protest it, you know, with their boat. Right. The Greenpeace. It's a bit dangerous, isn't it? And they're going to travel, yeah, from Vancouver to yeah. Amchitka. But uh, they get stopped by the U.S. Coast Guard. Ah. Uh, and you know, I think gonna say the boat broke fail. down or something. Yeah, they got intercepted, and you know. As is, the, as is as the history of Greenpeace, probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, except they, that um, the publicity they got yeah. in the press led to the cancellation of the test. Oh, did it? So, weirdly enough, mission
1: accomplished. Yeah, good, good.
2: Just the process of you know, going yeah. to protest that yeah. uh, kicked off Greenpeace, and then the publicity helped them become a uh, forefront environmentalist organisation, perhaps the most famous environmentalist
1: organisation. Yes, they they are. I'm sure. Hmm. Yeah, I mean they're well known now. Bit of a corporation now, don't you think? You know. Yeah. You know, a bit of a such a big organisation, it kind of loses its, um, its meaning, maybe, or it just becomes like, you know, they spend all their money on probably printing and hmm. you know on advertising and yeah, on know, advertising. When, when when you see people in in the UK, <coughs> when I was, well, it's a long time ago now, I guess, but. You know, people coming to ask you for donations for Greenpeace. Okay. And they're actually paid to raise money. Ah. And they, I kind of think, well, that's just like, you know, so you're asking me to donate something that's going to... your wages. To your wages. Mm. That's that's kind of a bit weird, I think. You know, why not... Yes. Why not get the Greenpeace brand out there and start selling things if you're going to pay people well, to raise money? I, but think, I, mean, I think the I unfortunate... I don't object to people having a job like that, but... The
2: unfortunate, um, how do you say it... Uh, Realities of running charities yeah. is that they do need money to be able to sustain themselves. Yes. But I think the um, the ratio should be as low as possible. And I think the true success of a charity is how good their ratio is for um, the amount of money that actually goes to to the cause, to rather the than cause. Than running
1: the organisation. Yeah.
2: If you can get to like ten percent um, for yeah. um, you know administration costs, and then ninety percent of proceeds to go to projects. That I think is a really, yeah. really good charity, and uh-huh. most charities don't even get anywhere near that, no. which is a shame. But yeah. that's the that's the sort of hidden truth about charities, and not yeah. n- no charity will ever admit that no. to you. And unfortunately,
1: yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I you know I support what what they believe in and, and that kind of thing, and I like the story of these people stopping a nuclear test. That's great. Mm. I, I also the history of nuclear tests was that they started kind of. Dropping bombs in in the USA mainland, uh-huh. you know, a few times, and then thought, ah, uh, now let's let's, you know, let's go to an island somewhere that's not not connected to. Like the bikini atoll and yeah. and you know um yeah. <laughs> down down here in the, oh, in the it's south.
2: it's Pacific. a sub-arctic island no one will care That's about right, that let's,
1: let's just blow some things up there and and then, rather, oh wait everyone's than, now criticizing us yes yeah like rather than in nevada mm. um anyway thank you jack uh, so, so i thought that sort of the early 70s there was these two artists that became very very famous suddenly who had been struggling in the 60s um to actually make a name for themselves and uh, one of them was mark bolan and this is t-rex David Bowie and Queen Bitch from the album Hunky Dory. Uh, he had a hit in the 60s, but he wasn't a, you know, he had one hit. But in the early 70s, him and Mark Bolan were like the dreamiest men around, you know. I see. Yeah. Mm. And we're and making, I mean, Hunky Dory's a superb album. And um, Tyrannosaurus or T-Rex with Mark Bolan were making good stuff too. Mm-hmm. Both wore makeup as well. So it was like quite something to see men yeah it was major at the time they were quite androgynous, i guess you know like like yeah. you now that kind of are they trying to, to appear you know feminine, feminine or, or, or masculine or whatever yeah hmm. yeah, I don't know with it I'm just it was just like quite quite a thing in the early seventies, yeah, mean, and it's, it's, it's just a cultural thing
2: f- um in american and british culture for men to not wear makeup yeah that's just yeah. how it is yeah
1: but um i've only worn eyeliner once or a few times yeah I, I think uh in the french stuff that goes under
2: oh i see yeah
1: i had to wear makeup for uh, a school pre- play
2: Yeah, me just too. so they could uh see my features more clearly um I, I was an ugly
1: sister once oh yes yes i know i saw that photo yeah yeah hmm. um, don't tell me there's a photo jack you played the part really well <laughs> lots of makeup to make myself look ugly obviously Mm -hmm. need a lot of makeup oh no it wasn't the (laughs) makeup thank you jack you're welcome you said the nicest things Mm. Uh, anyway uh, let's go back to 1971 or stay in
2: 1971 uh yes let's stay in 1971 (laughs) um vietnam uh australia and new zealand are going to pull out troops they've announced it and uh by this time uh well at least at the peak of uh new zealand's involvement in vietnam there was 543 personnel and uh 37 were killed and 187 were injured right um from that conflict uh in total 3500 personnel went to vietnam from new zealand
1: not an enormous amount but nowhere near the american contribution no no, that's right but But quite quite a lot probably compared to how many people serving in the new zealand um forces forces yeah yeah
2: and uh, the Australians, I think the New Zealanders mostly worked as artillerymen, uh-huh. while the Australians were specialists in counterinsurgency so they would uh-huh. um, help with the protection of villages, villages from the Viet Cong uh, and keep in mind that the Viet Cong, um, they, they weren't um, sparing the South Vietnamese from uh, the war they would no. actively no, yeah, kill yeah, South, yeah, South yeah. Vietnamese civilians so, yeah and uh, the reason why the Australians were the counterinsurgent uh, specialists is because they helped um, against uh, Malaysian communists for um, during the 50s and 60s. Oh, so they're experienced in that area? Yeah, they, ha- have, they mm. ended up being the most experienced uh, Cold War counterinsurgent yeah, yeah. specialist.
1: yeah. I'm sure that war's going to end soon, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to end soon. Yeah, all right. This is the Flaming Groovies. <laughs>
3: Baby, she ain't small When it comes to love She's the queen of hearts, yeah. Oh, what well, she don't know, baby, she don't care. But the bottom happens, and it all wears. Hotline baby, hotline oh, yeah. baby. baby, keep on hitting, oh yeah, hotline
4: baby.
1: That's the flaming groovies and high flying baby from the album Teenage Head. Uh, this has been Totally Wide on Fresh FM, and we've been bringing you the music of 1971 and the news and stories from 1971 mm. and more besides. Surely, mm. yeah. You know, at the very beginning, of, I just tell everyone you said I got nothing to say tonight, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I said I didn't and then, have much to and say, and I thought, about well, tonight. that's just not clearly not true because you'll you'll find things to talk about. Yeah, you know, I'd still put um, uh, research into the show, but um, do you? Yeah, of course, of course, but, uh, <laughs> of course, of <laughs>
2: course. I thought I didn't have. Um, I thought we'd run out of time, but um, we, we've now we're now about to run out of time, and I still have. more to say? To say yeah. Do you? Well,
1: it's too late now. Say oh. one. Say one thing quickly.
2: Okay. Uh, the world's first microprocessor has been invented. Oh. It was used by the U.S. government. Uh, the first internet chat u- chat rooms and uh, Kevlar has been invented. Sorry, so, so that's Kevlar. Like Kevlar has, has been invented. Tell everyone what Kevlar is, because Kevlar is a polymer that is five times stronger than steel. It can be spun into a thread, and it can be used for lightweight body armor or made just so bulletproof, th- isn't it? Yeah, bulletproof. But they also to ma- they also make bridge cables from Kevlar.
1: Bridge cables. Yeah. Oh, do they? Mm. It's quite flexible, isn't it? Yeah, because so, so it moves a bit flexible th- rather yeah. than obviously metal that doesn't. Yeah, but um yeah. You can Kevlar. use it to, you know, tie up a birthday present of Kevlar. But you wouldn't, would you? Yeah. Well, I mean, who would do that? I don't know. You couldn't open I, it. If you, could need could it, if you, you needed it. You could open t- it. It'd be like a birthday present <laughs> you could open because it like, it's like tied up with Kevlar. Okay. <laughs> That's a good idea. Oh, I, I, might. I didn't think of that. <laughs> it's your birthday soon. I'm going to get some Kevlar and, oh. and wrap up your present with Kevlar. <laughs> Mate, I've and watch Maybe I've changed
2: my mind. Maybe this wasn't such a good idea.
1: Maybe not. All right. Thank you very much, Jack. Uh, so this is totally wired. Uh, next week will be in 1972. So yes, join us if you can. Have a good week, everyone. Good night. Good night.